Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and this is the I Heart My Life show. So it's been a while since I've come to you with a new episode, and to be honest, that was deliberate. I've been working on my new book, which comes out with Hay House in June 2019, and so I decided to put the I Heart My Life show on a bit of a hiatus. And now I'm back to you with some exciting new teachings. And I say teachings deliberately because this is um, the start of a transition for the I Heart My Life show. In the past, we've done all interviews. And I'm not saying we won't do interviews in the future, but I really want to teach. I really want to support you in making huge shifts in the year ahead and the years to come. And I want you to really get to know what our company is all about and what we really stand for and what I've personally seen work in my own life and in working with thousands of women around the world. And you're only going to get that information by us providing it to you. And so I want to do that in a way that's that's a little different to what we've done in the past and I'll be bringing you a lot of teaching, uh, a lot of concepts, a lot of success principles, a lot of money money mindset and, and mindset shifts for you to make and I'd love your feedback as well. If there are topics you want us to cover, whether it's me or myself and James together, or if there are other guest experts that you'd love to see on the show, please do let us know. We're always available for that feedback, and this is essentially for you. And so let us know what you really need to join the world's most successful and create a life and business better than your dreams. So today's episode is the eight lessons I learned in 2018 from completely changing our business. So for most people I've spoken to, 2018 was a bit of a challenging year and it definitely was for us as well. Personally, I've been going through a bit of a transition in terms of getting into alignment in the company. I also have been writing my book. There's been a lot of shifts uh, in many ways, in many areas in I Heart My Life, and it's all very, very exciting. But shifts and challenge can obviously make things difficult as well (laughs) and make things feel harder than you'd like them to be. And one of the things that I decided to do for the I Heart My Life readers is to send out emails for the past eight weeks sharing those lessons that I've learned from changing our business. And my intention was to really give you permission to make changes in your own life and for also to also allow you to see what challenge really brings to your life if you're willing to see it. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we want to get out of challenge as quickly as possible. One of my favorite books, Trust, talks about the fact that oftentimes we're hanging on this this ledge or off a cliff and we don't want to fall and we're waiting for something to catch us. We're waiting for that relief uh, and little do we know that the universe actually wants us to hold on for a bit longer because we become stronger. That's what challenge does for all of us and I do feel so strong after the past year and everything we've moved past and moved through to um, to get to this place has definitely made us stronger. So I want to share these lessons with you and I invite you today if you're experiencing challenge to also look at your life as it is right now and if that challenge is there, look at it as a gift. 
it's a way in which you are becoming stronger. There's clearly a lesson to be learned. And so maybe after this episode, you take some time and you look back on the last year or even the last month, whatever feels good to you, and you write down your own lessons, the lessons that you've learned throughout uh, this period of time and, and the challenge that you've been experiencing. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the first lesson is if you're not in alignment, get in alignment. (laughs) Easier said than done, right? So one of the worst pieces of advice I ever heard earlier this year was to stay the path. And if something has worked in the past, to keep doing it. For heart-centered and and driven women like us, that's probably the worst thing that we can hear because a lot of our motivation comes from feeling in alignment, comes from feeling excited about the work that we're doing in the world. And so when we don't feel that, it's difficult to show up as our best self. It's difficult to be energetic. It's difficult to make as much money, frankly. And so for me, you know, when people tell me to stay the path, I I am persistent. I am consistent in everything I do. But if I don't feel it, I'm not at that 100% level. And so it actually happened, um, James James went to a mastermind with Brendan Burchard and Brendan was talking about how we all need to stop building or stop trying to repair our previous business and build the business we want to build. And he sent me that text and it, it so resonated and it was almost like it allowed me to give myself permission to do what I actually desire to do instead of continuing to do what I think I should be doing. So I want to repeat that for all of you. If you are currently in a business that doesn't excite you, I invite you to stop trying to repair the current business and focus on building the business that you desire to build. And for us, that came uh, with the invention of a new program. So we have our Millionaire Club that we've just launched for our driven female entrepreneurs to help them scale to seven figures. We also have a six-figure club that is a part of the Millionaire Club that we will be releasing. So to help driven women like you along the journey to seven figures, regardless of where you're at, we've put together this incredible mentorship opportunity where we bring together not only myself and James, but other mentors in various areas of expertise. And that felt really amazing to me because I know as you're building your business, it's not just about mindset. It's not just about high performance. There's a million different pieces that we all have to think about. And I don't want my clients to need to go out and try and source all of these people and not know whether they're working with reputable consultants, whether they have the right people in place. And I ultimately want to create a movement of more female millionaires than ever before. For those of you who have been following me for a while, the reality is that when women make more money, lives truly do change. We live in a different way, right? We live according to our desires. We have more fun. We have more freedom. We have more time to spend with our loved ones. We have more money to give back, to impact the world. And I want to be a part of that change. So many of us are just settling for lives that don't light us up. And for me, um, to to be a part of seeing more women in their power and living lives that they truly love, that's everything. That's my mission. And with the Millionaire Club, it also brings together some some women who may not have a community otherwise because we're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to do this together. And so that means that we've phased out the majority of our other programs. We're not focusing on a million different things. We're focusing on this one thing and we want to do less better. 
right? So for me, getting in alignment also means doing more podcast episodes. It means getting into speaking. I was a panelist at a few events over the past few months, and it was the best thing ever. I had no idea that I actually loved speaking. (laughs) And so when you allow yourself to be curious about what it is that you actually want to do and you acknowledge those things that are lighting you up and you let go of the things that aren't, you can be in alignment and things will happen easier than if you're trying to push or force them to happen. So I hope that makes sense, right? I know that it feels scary, especially when something is working or has worked well in the past. Why in the world would you change directions? But you don't want things to just be working. You want to be thriving, and that really requires your heart being in whatever it is you are focused on. And I truly believe we all deserve to be lit up by the work that we're doing in the world. We are a generation of purpose, not of just getting by. So please take time to figure out what alignment looks like for you, okay? What is that about for you today? Great, so lesson number two is to have patience in the pivot. (laughs) So let's be real, I'm not a patient person. I actually don't desire to be patient. I like moving fast. I love seeing quantum leaps. I love seeing our clients make huge, huge shifts. I love seeing them make a ton of money overnight. I love seeing them transform lives. I love seeing them move into bigger houses or buy their dream cars or whatever it may be. And I'm, although I'm in the long game, I'm in the game of fast results as well. And so this is not about being patient, although the lesson is have patience in the pivot. (laughs) It's about recognizing that if you are someone who is in charge of a big yacht or ship, I like to think of it as a yacht, then it's not going to be something that does turn overnight. There are a lot of moving pieces. In the beginning of building I Heart My Life, I was able to put out any program my heart desired at the drop of a hat. Now there's more responsibility, there's more team members, there's more of an impact that those changes actually will make. There's more of a ripple effect. And so I need to recognize that when you are pivoting, um, things can take a little bit of time. Again, that doesn't mean that I have to focus on being patient. That's not where I put my attention, but I just recognize that I'm turning the ship and it's not gonna happen overnight. And at the same time, I'm available for things to happen quickly. Let me give you an example here. So when we were trying to repair uh, the previous business, so to speak, Um, it felt really hard. It felt really challenging. It felt like walking through mud, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. And it was like, when is this actually going to happen? And we were playing more of a long game. But when I finally got into alignment, things started to happen quickly. I was able to develop the Millionaire Club very quickly. It was already inside of me, ready to come to light, right? And I was able to get those spaces filled and get some incredible women in the program. And I know this is just the start, but when you're in alignment, that pivot, it will feel easier. So that's what I want you to really look out for. Have patience, of course. Know that things take time to change. Whatever you've built, that took time to build, and thus it will take time to pivot. But also recognize that it can happen quickly or quicker, I should say, when you are in alignment. That's why this alignment piece is so, so important. All right, lesson number three is 
all about having trust. So really this could be summed up in life itself is all about trust. <laughs> trust is everything. So I already mentioned the book called Trust by Alana Van Zant. I recommend this book for every single person on the planet. It's a game changer and it's a lesson that all of us need to learn. She actually has a little quiz in there that you can take where you can see whether you need a bit of a, a trust reboot and I guarantee that you will because everyone who I've had take the quiz um, I'm not going to say they failed but it's been obvious that trust is an issue and so for me trust it, it, the lesson from this year has been to trust myself and trust my feelings and not let anyone tell me that I should or should not be doing something that I know um I, I do to desire to do or I don't desire to do. I know for myself what it is that is that next step. And if I'm not clear, then I have a little bit of patience and I get clear on it. And so really learning to trust yourself is huge and trust your big dreams. Even this year with the opportunity to write my book for Hay House, that is uh, definitely has been um, something I've been trusting in for years. When I first moved to London and didn't know anyone and moved with four suitcases and a dream, I actually came here to write a book, and a nonfiction book. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, that's how I was able to come to London. I got a student visa to start a master's program in nonfiction writing. And I wrote a book all about the world of online dating, which is how I met James. It hasn't been published. We'll see if I, if I do publish it one day uh, but I always knew that I was meant to write a book and this year my friend Nick Pigeon the incredible Nick Pigeon she recommended me to a Hay House uh, pub, um, editor who I'd actually met a few years ago and, and I told that woman that I would write a book for Hay House and that I wanted to be one of their next authors and she remembered me and and Nick obviously told her about me as well and we got connected and within a few weeks I had a book deal and I wrote my book starting in July and, and have since just finished it. We're still in the editing process at, at the time that I'm recording this. Um, but all of this has happened in the span of, of less than a year, yet it's been an intense for my entire life and people often ask me whether I doubt what I want is actually going to happen and the answer is absolutely not I do not doubt what I desire is meant for me I saw a quote recently I'm not even sure who said it and it was just that um, desires are our future memories essentially and that's what I believe our desires are I believe that they're dropped in I believe that they're meant for us and so I trust that whatever it is that I want and desire and I'm meant for will happen now I don't necessarily know the time frame that's the one piece that I want you to really get, but I trust that everything I want will happen because there are plenty of things that I don't desire and I don't question those. I don't wonder why I don't want them. I don't make myself wrong for not wanting them. Yet when it comes to our desires, we often do just that. We question whether something is meant for us, uh, what we doubt whether we can actually do it. We don't believe that uh, we can have everything that we want, but I really want you to understand that you need to start trusting everything that you feel called to do. Okay, so for most people, this is a it's a huge aha moment, uh, but you need to know that if you don't trust that something's on its way, that's going to be really detrimental to your success. Why would something that you're in denial of ever be attracted to you? 
just like when you're going out and, and entering the dating world, just like I did, those blind dates, if I showed up and it was very obvious that I didn't want love or I was in denial of wanting love or I was not available for a relationship or I didn't think I was worthy of that relationship, why in the world would someone actually be attracted to me as a partner? right? They wouldn't. And so you need to start to understand that everything that you um, desire in your life right now, it's on its way. I trusted that there was someone out there for me, even if right in front of my face on that date, they clearly weren't the Prince Charming. (laughs) I still trusted that it was all on its way for me. And so I want you to really start to pay attention to where you are in trust and where you are not trusting that life has your back whether you call it God, the universe, whatever it may be, the universe does have your back and it's all unfolding. So what would happen if you trusted yourself and trusted the process and trusted that you are where you're supposed to be right now? That might be because you're meant to get a lesson. You're meant to go through the challenge. You're meant to go through some sort of difficulty in order to reach the other side. And by the way, as you're trusting, this doesn't mean that you stop. You don't just stop and wait for things to happen. You continue to help them along. I put myself out there in the online dating space when I wanted to meet a partner. I didn't just expect James to be signed, sealed, delivered, and and on my doorstep tomorrow. It's the same thing with the success that you want. Keep Keep taking those steps forward and trust that it's all happening as it's meant to. All right, lesson number four is let it be easy. So this really comes, um, this was inspired by my whole book process. So James, to be perfectly honest, was a bit nervous about me moving forward with a book deal, not because he didn't think I could do it, but just because we already had so much on our plates with the company. And he, he appreciates the fact that I like to move fast, but he also recognizes that I tend to put a lot of things on my plate and I say yes to a lot of things because I want to do all the things. We as driven entrepreneurs often do want to do all the things. And so he was hesitant and wondered, is this the right year? Is this the right thing? Yet he knew that I was always meant to write a book. And I told myself that I would allow it to be easy. Um, And before I even started writing the book, Um, Well, let me back up a little bit before I even got the book deal. I wrote my proposal in 72 hours. Luckily, one of my friends, she gave me an example proposal of one that she she had... um, had turned into a book and so I knew kind of what Hay House was looking for but at the same time I had to birth my book idea in the span of a weekend that's how quickly these things can happen but I was up for it and I I knew that this was my destiny and so I wrote that proposal turned it in and moved forward and from that point onward I decided that I was going to allow this to be easy And what I mean by that is I wasn't going to struggle. I wasn't going to stress out about it because the truth is if I were to look back on the past few years, stress and worry did not do anything for me. It it frankly just let me just just gave me you know fights with James back pain sleepless nights less energy all of that stuff came because of stress and worry and so I made a commitment to myself to allow this to be easy and before I started writing I spoke to a bunch of fellow authors and I just asked for some advice around what does it look like to write this book what are the steps that you would recommend I take in order to actually make this a reality and I literally got 
every single person gave me a different response. Some people said they wrote for a few hours in the morning and then nothing for the rest of the day. Some people said they wrote for 50 minutes and then they took time off. Some people went away. Some people did it in their homes. Some people wrote it over a span of a few years. Some people wrote over three weeks. And so frankly, from all of that, that, that feedback, I realized I needed to just make the process my own. And part of that was allowing it to be easy and recognizing that for the past four years, I've been writing about this stuff every single Monday in my weekly newsletters. I've been speaking about it to clients day in, day out. Thousands of women around the world have heard me talk about these topics. And so why in the world would I expect it to be hard? And when I went into it with that mindset, it truly did come with ease. Now, I'm not saying that there haven't been challenges, but I've been able to get myself back to that place of, of let it to be easy very quickly. And that's what we talk about at I Heart My Life. We talk about bounce back ability. We are not robots here, but we are people who can learn to not allow our mind to control us, not allow our mind to take us off track, but instead to be able to get back to that let it be easy place which is how I was able to make this process easy. Okay, so I told myself I wasn't going to judge myself. I wasn't going to make anything wrong. It would be an experiment. I'd allow the process to unfold and see what worked best for me. So we often assume things are going to be hard. And when we do that, then we set ourselves up for difficulty. (laughs) We get what we expect. And so when you expect it to be difficult, then we get more of that. And part of us truly is attached to being the victim in this world. I meet so many incredible women who are stuck in victimhood. They don't know who they are without the struggle. They don't feel that an accomplishment is truly an accomplishment without struggle or without something being hard or a challenge. But why does it have to be that way? I really want you to ask yourself that today. What if you allowed it to be easy? How much lighter would the experience feel? How much more quickly would you be able to bounce back if ease was the baseline for everything that you created instead of struggle? So I I really invite you this year to allow your success to be easy. And don't get me wrong, ease does not mean that there is an effort involved. But it does mean that there's more flow and that there's less worry and less fear and more happiness. And you get to define what easy is for you. So allow it to be easy. All right, now we are up to lesson five of eight, which is undercharging means you don't love yourself enough. So I know for a lot of people, this one is going to be a challenging one. You may even question why I believe this to be true, but let me tell you a little story first and foremost. So one of my clients got on a few of our coaching calls with the same question over and over. She was struggling. She didn't have enough time. She wasn't getting enough sleep. Her health uh, was going downhill. Even though she was a health coach, she didn't have the time and attention to, to really dedicate to her health. And what it boiled down to was that she had too many clients, which obviously to the naked eye doesn't seem like a big deal, but she had too many clients and she was having to take on more clients in order to pay her bills and make ends meet in the company and move the ball forward. And what we realized is that she was completely undercharging for her services. 
And this was due to a fear that she wasn't going to be able to get more clients if she raised her prices, a fear that her current clients would not continue to work with her if she raised her prices, a fear that um, just essentially who would she be if she were to raise her prices and what would the outcome look like. And ultimately, it also came down to the fact that she did not love herself enough. She was putting her clients and those fears ahead of what it is that she, what it was that she truly desired and needed to do in her own life. And that might be a wake-up call for you as well. I know for a lot of women, we often leave ourselves with the crumbs, even in business, when we know that we're running a business, not a charity shop, yet we still undercharge or we give far too much away for free. And so I really need you to ask yourself today, how much longer are you going to put yourself through that? How much longer are you going to put your health in jeopardy? How much longer are you going to play small? How much longer are you going to be disempowered when it comes to sales? How much longer are you not going to trust what's possible and meant for you? Because the truth is there's so much more available for you. And when you raise the bar on your business and you you show that level of self-love to yourself, you actually attract a different level of clientele. You attract a more committed level of clientele. You attract better clients overall with a better attitude who are really actually going for their dreams instead of dabbling. When you undercharge, it's a clear sign to the universe that you are not valuing your expertise. You are not valuing your company. You are not valuing yourself for and foremost and that is not attractive we know that when our partner puts their health first when they get enough sleep when they take care of um, themselves and and focus on what they're putting in their body when they show up as a strong and powerful person that's very attractive and it's the same thing for clients clients don't want to be with someone especially a health coach who's running themselves in the ground your clients are looking to you to be an example of what it is that they want to create in their own lives and so you need to put yourself first you need to be fully financially supported in order to support your clients if you are not a hundred percent yourself and you're stretched too thin then you're not going to be able to help people get the results that they desire so I hope you see that nobody wins when you undercharge when you're not financially supported no one actually wins so I want you to really take a look at your prices right now before we before another day passes by. Are you undercharging and how is that hindering you? How is that stopping your your success and you being fully supported? How is that stopping your clients from getting real results? If you right now are a people pleaser, and you actually, it helps you to think about how this is harming others, start there. <laughs> but I want you to understand that it has to start from, it has to it has to eventually move to you understanding that this is harming yourself as well. And ultimately, we want to get you to a place of self-love. I'm sure I'm going to do tons of episodes on self-love. Uh, but for now, let's leave it at that and just know that you raising your prices is a sign of self-love. All right, lesson number six of eight is follow your fear. 
So I actually had a conversation very recently with James all about following fear. And I don't take the time to think about how I'm going to do something. I don't think about why I'm going to do it. I honestly just do it. And we were both laughing because, you know, in the time that most people are thinking about the why and the how, I've gotten like 10 things done. And I want you to really adopt that as well. And also adopt the belief that when there's fear present, it's actually a positive thing. In the past year, I've done a ton of things that have been scary for me. Launching the I Write My Life show, hiring team members, putting myself out there on video, writing the book, speaking on stage, pivoting our business, signing up with new coaches. All of those things have been scary. Honestly, nearly everything I do all day, every day has some element of fear involved. I'm always stretching myself. And for those of us who are driven women, That fear is going to be ever present. Just as Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, she talks about the fact that fear is always in the car. Fear and creativity, they're like conjoined twins. But fear does not get to drive the car. Fear does not get to touch the radio. (laughs) Fear does not get to be in charge of Google Maps. You are in charge of all of those things. But that doesn't mean that the fear is not going to be there. And frankly, if it scares you, then that's a good thing. It means that you are stretching yourself. So I want you to think about the things that you've been wanting wanting to do, where you're being called to go. Maybe it's a pivot for you, just like we talked about earlier. Yeah, it feels really scary. There's an amazing saying, I'm totally going to butcher it, I'm sure, but that everything that we want is on the other side of fear, right? So what if you believe everything you desire is on the other side of fear? What if you follow your fear? One of the ways that you can move past that fear and into everything you desire is just to ask yourself, what in the world is it about this fear? I know for me, when I wanted to do more Facebook Lives, uh, it was terrifying. Video has always been a challenge for me, and especially something like Facebook Live that doesn't have the opportunity to be edited. (laughs) It's always a challenge. And when I was uh, thinking about getting on camera, oftentimes there would be that, that lump in my throat or that heart racing or I'd become breathless. And I had to ask myself, what was I actually scared of? And when I went through a simple question and answer process, I found that I was scared of being judged. And so all you have to do is continue to follow that fear and you'll see that even judgment itself is not that scary. So all I did was, like I said, I said, you know, what is it about Facebook Lives that are so scary? And I heard internally, I heard I'll be judged. People will laugh at me. I won't be good at doing Facebook Lives. So then I asked myself, well, what would happen if I wasn't good at doing Facebook Lives? And the answer was, I would eventually get better. (laughs) And I ultimately realized that it wasn't actually scary when I broke it down like that. And maybe if worst case scenario, I got a mean email from someone saying I was horrible on camera. Well, I've gotten plenty of mean emails before. I may feel upset about it for a little bit, for a few minutes, maybe even a day, but I'd get over it. I'd move on and I'd realize that the judgment probably wasn't even about me. It was probably about somebody else or if it was about me, I could learn from it and do better next time. And ultimately, like I said, just realize that the fear wasn't actually that scary. And when your desire is stronger than your fear, you're able to move past anything and everything, really. And so you need to get yourself to that place. Maybe for you, 
it's a series of questions and answers where you just listen to your internal self and ask yourself those questions. What is it about that fear? Why is that thing so scary? What will really happen if you put yourself out there? What will happen if you set up the business? What will happen if you contact that client and they say they don't want to work with you? What is the actual reality of what will happen? And is it that scary? Most likely no. And I really do operate with the belief that if my dreams aren't, don't scare me, then they're not big enough. What if you started to live in that way? What if you looked at your decisions in that way? How many times do we take the safe action? How many times do we not stretch into our full capability? How many times do we allow that fear to hold us back? Because frankly, it's not just hurting you, it's hurting the rest of us. When we don't get to experience you on video or on stage or on a podcast or on your website or your work in the world, it's not only hurting you, it's hurting us. So if you, again, are someone who is motivated by this desire to help others, allow that to motivate you today. Next lesson, lesson seven of eight. Remember everything you want wants you back. There is an absolutely incredible book that I've read this year called Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Birand. And she talks about the fact that everything you want wants you back. We've kind of covered this a bit in the lesson on trust, but I want to go even deeper with this concept right now. One of the things that I've always suffered with is anxiety and worry. And one of the uh, main reasons I got into personal development and even mindset work was to be able to move past that and to feel um, happier. I, I, f- I talk about this in my book that you'll read in a few months, I hope. Um, and I don't know that I've ever actually known what happiness is. I, I grew up and I had an amazing childhood. I know that I was happy as a child, but there's something that I think happens to a lot of us as teenagers when we start to um, try and uncover who we actually are and we experience so many changes and so much pressure to, to essentially be perfect. At least that's what I felt. And so for me, happiness has always been this elusive thing, wondering if when I have more money, I'll feel it, or when we have a bigger house, I'll feel it, or when I finally find my purpose, I'll feel it. And for those of you who know my story, there was a point in 2016 at the end of um, the year when I was at a conference and the leader of the conference essentially asked the room whether we were happy. And my answer, the answer I heard internally was no. And I was really surprised by that, especially because I was running a company, a seven-figure company called I Heart My Life, and I wasn't happy with my life. And that was a big wake-up call for me. And so part of the, the reason I wasn't happy is due to fear and worry and allowing that to run the show and to operating and, and the fact that I was operating from a very stressed out place for the first few years of running our company. And so I had to really learn, just like I shared earlier, what that bounce back ability looked like, how I could move past those fears and those worries and not be concerned about being judged and what people thought about me and really move into a place of self-love. And I bring this up now just because I, I know that there are so many people who are not in trust about everything they desire wanting them back but I want you to really try and shift that this year because 
I know that there are difficult times. I know there are times where you feel like things aren't happening or things are challenging or you feel unhappy. But I want you to focus on everything that you do desire. And I often think about the girl that I've been over the past few years. Even the girl, once I graduated from college, I remember spending Christmas in a total funk one year and I had to actually go and stay at my friend's house because I didn't want to be around my family. Uh, I didn't want anyone to ask me how things were going in my life and um, you know, what was happening if I was dating anyone, because the answer was nothing was actually happening. <laughs> um, but I would tell that girl that she doesn't actually have to worry, and that she doesn't have to be perfect. And even if she's not perfect, everything she wants still wants her back. So I want you to start to really trusting. You don't have to worry, just keep putting yourself out there and really take advantage of this one life you are living, this one life. I think that's such a um, key piece to all of this. You don't have to worry and trust that there's this one life that we're living that doesn't want you to worry. That's not how this life is supposed to be. We're supposed to be free. We are supposed to be happy. We are supposed to trust. We are supposed to have everything that we desire. We have an abundant universe. One of my favorite podcasts is by the incredible David Nagel, and he always talks about the fact that nature, it doesn't worry, it doesn't not trust, (laughs) it doesn't question the abundance, yet we often question, and we don't necessarily have our dials set to happy. We are set to struggle. We are set to lack. We are set to questioning whether we can have what it is that we want. We are set to fear. So I want you to change that dial this year. Everything you want wants you back. I remember after that Christmas where I was really depressed, it was 2008, uh, my mom, my sister, and I traveled to London in 2009, and we were on one of those double bus tours, double-decker bus tours, and we stopped outside the Ritz Hotel in London, and I've always been a fan of luxury, and so I asked my mom and my sister to go inside, and at the time, you weren't allowed to go past the lobby without um, wearing wearing something nicer. I think we were wearing jeans or something, and so, but I got a taste of the lobby, and little did I know that a few years later, I'd be getting married at that hotel after having moved to London. I'd be hosting events there for our company. I'd be attending a Christmas Eve ball, which we literally just did in December 2018, and that's just for me such an amazing, tangible reminder that everything you want wants you back, and your life can turn out better than you expect if you allow yourself to continue to dream and to trust you are not a crazy person. For so many years, I thought I was crazy. I wondered, why wasn't I just happy with the life that all my friends had? Why didn't I just want the Jetta and the condo and to be a teacher or something simpler? (laughs) And then I finally realized that our desires are dropped in and everything we want wants us back. And so you need to start to trust that. Don't make yourself wrong for everything that you want. And um, truth be told I believe that's the mission that I'm put on this planet to offer to to fulfill it's this um it's this strong desire that I have to make sure that you no longer settle that's the thing that fuels me forward because when women refuse to settle that's when we impact the world that's when we're actually happy that's when we move forward with our dreams and we're able to touch more lives than ever before. So I want you to stop thinking that you're crazy, stop following the fear, and just recognize that everything you want wants you back. All right, lesson eight of eight.
big dreams are easier than small dreams. So this concept came to me when I was on a coaching call with a client in our Money Mindset program, and she was talking all about the fact that she wants to become a billionaire one day. And I love hearing women express big dreams, and I will never tell somebody that their dreams are too big. Frankly, if someone tells you your dreams are too big, please do not work with them anymore. (laughs) Go and get a new coach. But in that moment... I recognized that she actually wasn't doing anything, not anything of merit yet to move forward with that big dream, to to get closer to that goal. And so oftentimes our big dreams, they put us in the category of dreamer, but you're going to stay in the category of dreamer unless you actually take action. We don't want your dreams to be pipe dreams, but without that action, that's essentially what they are. So I know it feels really great to have your vision board. It feels amazing to be able to tell people that you want to hit six figures or seven figures or even be a billionaire one day. I know it feels great to think about yourself on the cover of a book or as a New York Times bestselling author. And I love that. Keep doing that. But you need to ask yourself, in this uh, this moment today or this week, are you actually doing anything to move forward with your dreams? Are you showing up to life in a way that it, it makes it obvious what it is that you're going for? Or are you showing up as a dreamer and someone who never actually takes action? Or maybe as a dabbler, someone who takes two steps forward and three steps back? You need to be really self-aware about the action that you are taking in this moment. Otherwise, your dreams will remain pipe dreams. And oftentimes, it is harder to move forward with smaller goals. On that same coaching call, I spoke to another client who she really wanted to be able to leave her 9-to-5 job and do her business full-time, yet she wasn't putting herself out there. She had this dream of next year leaving her job, but I need you to ask yourself, what are you doing this year? What are you doing? this moment to set yourself up to make that happen. It's the same thing. You wouldn't just go out and run a marathon six months from now without training. So what is it that you're doing right now in your life to move forward towards your goals? So I want you to ask yourself a few different questions today. Who do you want to be? And with that desire in mind, what action do you want to take? And want might feel like the wrong word choice in that moment because it might feel like, well, of course, Emily, I don't want to go out and run five miles. I don't want to send that email. I don't want to launch my website because all of that is scary or all of that requires effort. But I want you to focus on the desired result and recognize that that you don't just wake up one day with that thing. You need to take the steps towards it in order to reach it. So what does that look like for you today? There you have it, everyone. So those are the eight lessons I've learned in 2018, all of which have come to me through working with amazing women around the world and also through making some big changes in our business and having to go through my own challenges. As you can hear uh, from this episode, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I would never pretend to be. And what I've gone through this past year, I feel has really enabled me to serve you better. I believe that there's always a reason personally why we experience challenge. 
And there's always a reason why we experience it because it's it also helps us. It helps us serve our clients better. It helps us have a bigger impact in the world. That challenge is also on behalf of others in addition to uh, the benefits and the rewards that we personally experience. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to many, many more with you in the coming year and years. So um, definitely tune in, share this with someone who may need it. There are plenty of people who need all the lessons. If there's one that stands out to you, um, I'd love to hear about it. Definitely comment below this episode. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, We'd love to see your reviews, anything you can do to support the mission. We'd be eternally grateful. So looking forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Please take a second to leave a review. We love reading all of your comments, suggestions, and feedback. And for more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Instagram and Facebook at I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.